Hello, world. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, your host, Jared R. Crothers. I hope that you've had a blessed day and are ready for some fun. This is my second podcast now, and I am super duper excited to be recording again. And let me just say, I am so blown away with the amount of support and love that I received on my very first podcast and just the promotion that I've gotten from all of you and the love that I've gotten. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening in. And I just cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, we've reached over 200 um, subscribers. I almost said subscribers. Gosh, Jarrett, this is not YouTube. Um, but 200 views on this our listens on this podcast. And I can just say that blew my mind away. Like I did not even realize that I was going to get 20. And here I am with over 200. So I am so incredibly grateful and so excited to be doing this again. Um, yeah. So let's just dive right into this girl. Um, I am going to start with a little life update. So we are in the final weeks of Shrek the Musical at La Comedia Dinner Theater. Um, this is the end of week seven. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, week seven of week of eight weeks. So we are almost done. We have less than 10 shows. We have a show tonight, and then we are sitting pretty at nine more shows. So if you haven't seen... Uh, Shrek the Musical, come see it. It is such a great show, and it will blow your mind away um, with how much talent, how much passion, and how much storytelling we've put into this show. Um, in other news, I move into Ball State University in Indiana um, August 14th. I am so incredibly excited to move in and start there um, in the musical theater program. Um, I've been emailing back and forth with some teachers, with my voice teacher, and some other people just to get ready for it. Um, we got a bunch of letters and a lot of information sent to us, so I have to do some reading, but um, it's going to be so awesome. I cannot wait to get started there. Um, I will let you know, obviously, if I'm in any shows or if I'm doing anything up in Muncie, um, but as of right now, I am just an incoming freshman MT, so we are going to just go have fun and learn, 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 learn. So I am so incredibly excited for that. Besides that, I've been doing really, really well. Um, I've been staying healthy, staying fit. If you know me, I really love healthy living and healthy lifestyles, and I'll do a couple episodes on that. Um, I have stopped my um, training at the gym for the past two weeks and for this next week as well. Um, I just wasn't able to go to the gym as many days as I wanted to. I was only going like four days a week, which is great, but um, my training is like a six-day six day program. So I just wasn't meeting that. So I was like, you know, I'm going to stop this. I'm getting enough exercise with this show and I'll pick it up as soon as I am back at school. So I am excited for that. Um, I, besides that though, Jarrett has been really good. We've just been sitting pretty doing our thing. Um, so that's kind of it for our life update. I did see this super cool quote that I wanted to bring up at the beginning of this episode. Um, it was actually on Facebook 
and it's not really a quote, but more of like statements. And I think these statements are super duper cool. And I was like, I'm going to keep this for my next episode. So here it is. It's um, statements from John Gordon says, lead with passion, fuel up with optimism, have faith, power up with love, maintain hope, be stubborn, fight the good fight, refuse to give up, ignore the critics, believe in the impossible, show up, do the work. I think those are just great life statements to follow, you know. You got to be yourself, you got to be passionate, be optimistic, be full of love, be hopeful and just live your best life. Haha, <laughs> that's the name of this podcast. Yes, I threw it in. But you just got to do you and live your best life and so I'm here to remind you to just do you and stay you. So, all that to say, let's hop into this episode. As you can see, this episode is called Hashtag Call Me a Critic. And so we're going to dive in to the world of the arts, the world of the creatives, uh, acting and movies and theater and music and just things that are all my passion. And one of my favorite things to do after a really, really long day is to just sit down and watch something new or listen to something new, um, whether it is a movie, whether it's a bootleg of a musical or go see a musical or play um, to listen to a new soundtrack or something. I just love indulging in new things and broadening my horizons and seeing what's out there. And so I thought it would be super duper cool to um, kind of talk about some of the things that I've listened to or have watched in the past couple days, couple weeks. And over the past couple weeks, I've listened to so many new things and have experienced so many different things that I was like, this would be perfect now to do this podcast. So here we are. This is going to be Call Me a Critic. So I'm going to go through a couple of new things that I've seen, and I'm just going to talk about um, what I thought about them. Um, obviously, all positive thoughts, all positive things. Um, you know me, I'm, I'm real. So if there was any big negatives to it, I'm going to talk about it, but obviously in a positive light, because, um, when we get crit critiques, we should take it with a outlook that we want to improve. You know, in the past, I've never been, I haven't been very good with, um, getting critiques. I've always gotten really defensive about it and really haven't been able to look in on myself and say, yeah, that's a critique. I really need to, um, think about this and make a change. Um, that's caused a lot of problems in my life. And I'm so glad that I have started to realize that critiques are not supposed to hurt you. They're supposed to help you. So I'm super duper excited to um, continue with that thought process and to continue with that thought that critiques are not a bad thing. Um, in our world today, a lot of us take critiques really, really harsh. So here I am creating a new culture, breaking the stigma of critiques, and we're going to hop right into it. So if you guys know me, and if you don't know me, the one thing you need to know about me is that I love movies. I absolutely love, 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 love movies. Um, I could sit down and watch movie after movie after movie all day in my bed with a bag of chips right beside me and I would be fat and happy. I mean, you can ask my mom. I've done it a couple of times, like for real. 
I will stay up so late if I'm watching a movie just because movies intrigue me and I just love them, love them, love them. Little side note, my dream is to be in a movie. So if you're a casting director out there and are looking for a uh, short blonde actor with blue eyes, hey, that's me. I can be your actor in your movie. So anyway, I love, 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 love movies. And I've seen some really cool movies um, lately. And so I just wanted to talk about them. The first movie that I saw a couple weeks ago with my best friend, Alexia, was Spider-Man Far From Home. If you know me, I love Marvel. I'm not like a super duper Marvel nerd um, that <laughs> know everything about Marvel and I've read all the comic books. No, but I have seen all the Marvel movies and I have seen a couple of them multiple times and I really, really love the MC universe. Um, and I just love the idea of superheroes and the idea of hope and tragedy and um, rising up against the odds. I just love that. So Spider-Man Far From Home was the second installment of the new Spider-Man. Um, as we all know, there's been tons and tons of Spider-Mans, as there has been tons and tons of Batmans. Um, but this is the Spider-Man with Tom Holland, who I absolutely love. He is a great actor. He actually started on Broadway. Um, he is a dancer at heart. And being a dancer myself, I just connect to him so, so well. Um, and I just love his acting. He takes the role of Peter Parker so seriously and just puts a new spin on it. And so I just love, love, love that movie. And Spider-Man Far From Home does not disappoint. I'll tell you what, it has so many twists and turns in it and so many things that are just like left my jaw on the floor. It is so great. And I just got to talk about the special effects. I mean, it is Disney, it is Marvel, so they are going to be brilliant. But this movie just blew my mind with how well the special effects were. And it tells the story um, so well that Peter Parker is just trying to be a kid. You know, he's trying to take a break from being a superhero because this kid's 16 years old and he's been in so many different battles and, you know, he's went through this trauma and he's just trying to be a kid, but he's being told and pulled that he has to be this new Iron Man because this is after Avengers Endgame where we all know what happens with that and rip Iron Man. Um, if you haven't seen Endgame, I'm so sorry that I just spoiled that. But it's been out for a couple months, so you should have seen it by now. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, back to Peter Parker. He um, is struggling so much, and Tom Holland is so brilliant with how he um, expresses that self and that inner conflict um, with himself. And it's just awesome how they tell this story and how the bumps in the road go. And it, it's truly honest in that um, Peter Parker's trauma and conflicts create conflict in a very realistic way. And I just love how they do that. The other thing that I really like is the relationship with MJ or Mary Jane, who's played by Zendaya. That story there between the two is not like shoved down your throat. It's just kind of lightly um, sprinkled on the top. That was my hand. ASMR. No. Um, <laughs> um, just lightly sprinkled on the top of the movie. And I just think that's so cool how they do that and how they can um, sprinkle a little romance, but the focus is still that inner trauma and self-revelation of Peter. 
So if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, you need to go see it. It's still in theaters, and it's going to be out digitally soon, so go see it. After Spider-Man, I watched uh, the new Lion King, the live-action version, which I know there's been a lot of um, good and bad reviews of the Lion King. And all I got to say, the story is the exact same as the <laughs> movie and the Broadway version. Um, the exact same um, and they really did a good job of keeping everything the same. However, they did um, add some really cool contemporary jokes and contemporary ad-libs in there that are just super-duper cool, super-contemporary, and super-duper funny. I loved Timon and Pumbaa. Um, Seth Rogen, I'll tell you what, he is not the best singer, but he really made Pumbaa work in what he and his... Um, version of Pumbaa. It was really, really well thought out, and it was really, really funny, so I was not too upset with it. Um, Beyonce's Nala was phenomenal. I mean, Beyonce's voice is just flat out amazing, and her interpretation of Nala was a little more um, centralized than I preferred, but at the end, it still showed the badass woman that Nala is. So, um, it was really awesome. And then, um, Childish Gambino, <laughs> um, Donald Glover was the voice of old Simba. And I think his voice is phenomenal. You know, I've never listened to him before ever. And so I'd never really experienced his voice. Um, so hearing it for the first time through Simba was super duper cool. And I really, really liked it. So I really thought that, um, the adaptation of Lion King fit the contemporary mold, um, really more pop voices, more like uhs, instead of classical like ahs. So it was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw it with a couple of my friends, uh, Nasir and Jason, and then I saw it again at the drive-in. But um, it was super duper good, and I encourage you to go see it. You know, not everything's perfect. You know, there's always um, some things that we may not like because they are different than the original. Um, but you still can't, um, that still can't negate how good the movie is in general. Or well, that was weird. Um, my, like, interface, like, turned off <laughs> and, like, cut me off. Um so, anyway, back to what we were talking about, which was Lion King. Um, it was super awesome. I really liked it. And um, it was different, but different is okay. And in our culture, I know we don't like that idea that different is okay. We kind of like to reject things that are off the norm. I put air quotes around norm. But... I am so into the idea of breaking that culture and creating a culture of new ideas, new thoughts, and progressiveness. So I really think we should start um, integrating difference and really start respecting diversity, um, especially when it comes to people's identity. Um, my friend James and I, who has a podcast, um, James Third Degree with James Major Burns, um, Check it out on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, but him and I were talking about that um, because as a gay African-American man and me as a gay white man, um, 
it was super cool to talk about um, the new Little Mermaid announcement, the new live action version. And we've all heard the debacle with that is that Ariel is going to be played by an African-American woman and the whole hashtag not my Ariel's been going around. Whatever. Despite her being African-American, let's talk about how she might, she probably was the best audition and yeah, it is different, but we got to think of it as awesome. You know, we're creating a new story, you know, and a new version of the Little Mermaid, um, despite her skin color, you know, mermaids don't have to be white or black. And, um, I totally understand the point that, um, people are disappointed that the live action version is not going to be similar to what we grew up with, but we have to realize that not everything is the same and difference is okay. And it's also okay to be disappointed. It's so okay for that to, um, take hold within us and be like, wow, it's going to be a little different. That's kind of upsetting. Totally okay. But at the end of the tunnel, after we felt disappointed, we have to say, this is super cool. Um, it's different, but it's going to be good no matter what. So with that, Lion King was awesome. I'm super excited to see the new Little Mermaid and you bet your bottom dollar. I'll probably do a podcast on it. So stay tuned. Um, the last movie that I wanted to talk about was a movie called After. Um, it's a teenage romance <laughs> movie, which shouldn't surprise you because I am such a hopeless romantic and I love romance movies. So, um, this movie is about a young girl who goes to college. Um, typical story. She is a straight A student. She's worked her butt off, has a single mom who's worked her butt off to send her to college. She's going to college with a boyfriend. Um, and I think that's super cool because that is so real. There's so many people who go to college with a boyfriend and crap happens. Let's just put it that way. Um, down the line, she meets this guy named Harden, and let's just say Harden's this mysterious character. Um, it's like sexy, <laughs> almost. It's very sexy, actually. The mysteria, the mysteria, what? The mystery <laughs> within him um, is super duper just um, intriguing is the best word that I can think for that. And... Um, her and Harden just fall in love with one another and just have this amazing romance within them. Um, but of course, people make stupid decisions. People are different around their friends and they are not completely honest or loyal to one another. So it tells this story about how friendships and other people's influence on you. And when I say friendships, I put air quotes around that friendships. Let's say acquaintances, um, can have a really big impact on your life story, you know? And I really connected to that and that there is some toxicness, toxicity, um, <laughs> in the world. I cannot believe that I just said toxicness, toxicness. Wow. Anyway, toxicity in the world. And sometimes when we are so caught up with the past and 
our past experiences that we get blinded by this toxicity and we don't really notice that it's toxic. Um, but in reality, those um, people are being toxic and they're, they're degrading and decomposing parts of your life that are good. Um, which, side note, I always talk about life as a garden. You know, everyone's life is a garden. And, you know, we put different things in our garden. We plant different plants and we have different experiences with our garden. You know, sometimes our garden floods, sometimes our garden, um, half of it dies. You know, some plants in our garden die off or we lose them or sometimes we need to weed our garden, you know. And so I think it's such a good analogy to talk about life because we need to find good things for our garden and we need to realize when there's bad things in our garden. And the movie After really explores this in a romantic sense and seeing that what's good and what's bad in a relationship. And I just love that. And um, in the end, it leaves with a cliffhanger, which I think is super duper cool. I love cl a good cliffhanger. Um, I don't like it when there's not a sequel. Um, particularly, but I see the, in, the artistic intent of that and that it leaves everyone to kind of, gosh darn it, it did it again. But anyway, <laughs> talking about technological difficulties, goodness gracious. Anyway, so after, um, I don't really remember what I was talking about, but it's such a great movie. Um, and, um, has some really great themes within it. And so I really, really encourage you to see it. Um, it is not out on any streaming platforms yet. Um, I watched it on an illegal website. Oopsies. Um, I probably shouldn't say that, but I did. Anyway, um, so you should go see it. Um, super duper cool, super duper contemporary once again. Um, it even had a jewel in it, which is one of those like vape things that is a huge fad nowadays, which I don't know why tobacco is bad. Nicotine, no. Um, but super duper contemporary, super duper cool. And speaking of contemporary, that kind of segues us into my next, um, critiques, which is going to be about music. Um, I've listened to a couple um, different soundtracks and different EPs lately that I really, really want to talk about because um, I'm super duper excited for them, period. Um, so the first thing that I've listened to um, is one of my favorite artists, um, Billie Eilish. I love her new album and I love her old albums too. Um, I just love her sound so much. I just love how quirky and different and just cool her voice is. Yeah, she may not be the best vocalist, but I think she is one of the greatest artists of our time. She just is super in touch with who she is and super in touch with her own sound, and I just love it. Some of my favorite songs are I Don't Want to Be You Anymore, um, which is a super just dark song. I encourage you to listen to it. Um, another one that I really like is Party Favor, which actually starts off with her singing over the phone, and then it segues into her actual voice, and it's actually accompanied by a ukulele, and there's actually a lot of key changes in that song, too. Like, she'll just do, like, half ups or half downs, and it's super duper cool how she does it, and how it just happens, and 
as a musician myself and as a music student, I can point those out um, and hear those. And I'm like, whoa, those are super duper cool. And I think it just adds a really cool effect to the song. Um, obviously, I love the song Bad Guy, which is one of her most famous. Um, such a good bop to dance to. I've created so many da different dances to that. Um, and then the other song that I really, really like um, is the song Bury a Friend, which, fun fact, I actually heard that song for the first time when I toured Ball State. I sat in on the Jazz 4 class, and um, they were... At the end of the year, a lot of them were seniors, and they were doing their final projects, which was to choreograph a small combination. And this one girl choreographed a combination to the song, Bury a Friend. And at that time, I had no idea what the song was. I was just like, this song is super creepy, super eerie. Um, but the dance was so cool. And I still remember the dance, um, which is super duper awesome. And sometimes I get to pull it out um, and dance to it. But that song's super dark. And wouldn't it be a song that you'd be like, wow, Jared would like this song because it is super duper dark. But um, regardless, I love it. And I think it's so cool. And just the beat is so awesome. Um, another kind of more contemporary alternative music that I've listened to um, has been Haley Reinhardt who is another one of my favorite artists. I love her voice. I love how alternative and different her music is. So I'm not going to dive too far into her um, because she's a little more well-known. Um, eh, probably not as Billie Eilish, but she is well-known as well. She was on American Idol. Her voice is just super jazzy and super uh, amazing. Her rendition of Creep, um, which is on the postmodern jukebox, um, Essentials 1, I believe, album, is so good and also has a key change in there. I love a good key change, and it's just amazing, so go check that song out. Um, another really, 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 really cool um, piece of music that I listened to actually yesterday um, because it just dropped was um, an EP from a close friend of mine called Cry. Um, it's by Easton Michaels, who is a um, sophomore musical theater major at Ball State, and he dropped this EP that has four songs, and it is so good. Super duper um, alternative, super duper kind of indie pop-ish. Um, I really, really like it. Um, you can tell that it was his first EP, um, which is not a bad thing whatsoever. It is still super duper good, and his talent is beyond compare. Um, but his four songs are just so different, and that's why I love the EP. You know, all of the songs in the, in the album are just so different, and they each tell their own story. Um, personally, I loved the song By the Pool. Um, it had a female vocalist in it, too, which I I'm a terrible person and don't have the name of that other female. Um, but it's super duper cool, and I just love the vibe to that song. And the other song that I really liked was Cry, which is the name of the EP. And that just had really cool um, sound effects to it, and which is such a contemporary thing. You know, Billie Eilish also has sound effects in her music. Um, that help tell the story. So I just think it's super duper cool to pull in those type things 
in there. So yeah, um, go check out the EP Cry. It is on all streaming platforms. You just got to look up Cry, Easton Michaels. Um, so good. Tell me your thoughts. I want to hear them. And also just a shout out to him. You can find him on social media at Easton Michaels. Um, he's super awesome, super talented, and I'm super duper excited for him um, and his entire EP. So go check it out. So that's kind of it for my like contemporary non-theater critiques. Um, I've been talking a lot and my throat is getting a little dry. Um, so I'm kind of just going to touch on the theater that I've seen in the past couple weeks um, and listened to. Um, as you may know already, um, I do have a roommate at Ball State. His name is Noah Hankins. He's insanely talented. And he was just in the play Peter and the Starcatcher, which I had never seen before. But it is a really cool play, uh, super duper funny. Um, it was community theater. So, I mean, it wasn't like the best production I'd seen. But it was still really, really good, super funny. And all the actors on stage were phenomenal. I'll tell you what, there were some odd instances with the audience like a couple phones were ringing and people were talking which it was an older audience and it was a smaller audience as well so super intimate and people tend to um in intimate settings um talk more <laughs> so that was a little odd and you could tell some of the actors were thrown off by that but still doesn't negate how good the show was. Um, it's a super cool um, storytelling of how Peter Pan becomes Peter Pan. There's a lot of really cool draws from the Disney movie and the um, whole story of Peter Pan, um, from the crocodile to the sound Peter Pan makes to the origin of Tinkerbell. Super duper cool storytelling of that. Um, and I just have to applaud the actors on a great job. Um, they run this weekend and next weekend at Theater Works down in Louisville. Um, it's Theater Works of Southern Indiana, and it's technically not in Louisville, but it's like five minutes from Louisville, across uh, the river Indian into Indiana. So um, if you have a chance, go check it out. You can find tickets online. Once again, it's Theater Works of S Southern Indiana, and it's Peter and the Starcatcher. So go ahead and check that out. Super cool play, super worth the watch. Um, that's kind of the only show that I've seen lately um, because I've been in a show. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I have listened to a lot of soundtracks of shows. Um, one in particular that I have absolutely fallen in love with is the show Beetlejuice. Um, you may know the movie, which I'm such a terrible person, still haven't seen the movie, but I promise, Brooke, if you're out there, I am going to watch the movie. Um, my friend Brooke got me hooked on this album and this show, and I absolutely love it. And a cool little fun fact is my, um, my aunt and uncles, um, step aunt and uncles, but pff, they've been my aunt and uncles since I was a baby, so they ain't steps. Um, but my aunt and uncle's cousin actually is the music director for Beetlejuice on Broadway. His name is Chris Kukul, um, which is super duper awesome that someone in my family is on Broadway and I'm out here trying to be on Broadway. So, so Chris, if you're out there, please cast me, please cast me, please cast me. Anyway, um, so Beetlejuice, the musical has 
taken my heart and I have absolutely loved, 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 loved the soundtrack. My favorite song on it is Home. Um, Sophia Ann Caruso's voice is just so quirky and I just love a good quirky voice and just different, you know, it's so different. And when I first listened to it, I didn't really like it because of her voice, but after I listened to the whole thing and I got really the story in the background to it, I fell in love with it. Um, other voices on that soundtrack are Carrie Butler. I love Carrie Butler. I saw her on Broadway in Mean Girls. She was phenomenal. And once again, her voice as Barbara is absolutely amazing. I love the song Barbara 2.0 and Ready, Set, Not Yet. Um, super duper great album. You should go check it out. I do have to say the guy who plays um, Beetlejuice, I think it's Alex Newman is his name. His voice is so like rough and I don't know how he does that like eight times a week. Super duper impressive that he can sustain that. I don't know if it is sustainable for too long, but it's super duper cool that he can do that. Um, so yeah, um, go check out Beetlejuice soundtrack. It is on all streaming platforms. Super duper cool. Um, the other musical that I've really fallen in love with is the Hades Town soundtrack. It just won the Tony for best musical, um, in 2019. Such a good story. I was obsessed with Greek mythology when I was a kid. And so to see a show, uh, or a musical about, uh, Greek mythology is super duper cool, and I have just loved listening to the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. I know that story, and to see how they turned it into music is just brilliant, and I really want to see the stage version because the soundtrack sounds like they took the musical and just recorded the musical, um, but they didn't really do individual songs, so you really get a really good view of the story um, just through the soundtrack. And there's so many great um, quotes from that, especially by Hermes, who's kind of the narrator, storyteller of it. And um, Andre DeShields' voice is so quirky and so awesome. I know I keep saying quirky, but it is so cool. And I love his voice. Um, and the guy who plays um, Orpheus, which I'm terrible and don't know his name off the top of my head here. I can look it up real fast. But as I'm looking this up, his voice is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it's Reeve Carney is his name. Um, he's super duper awesome. And I found out that he was the original Spider-Man on Broadway in the musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. And the guy who plays Hades, who's Patrick Page, um, was the original Green Goblin. So I just thought that was really funny. But Reeve's voice is so superb, and his falsetto is amazing. And on the opposite end, Patrick Page's bass voice is amazing. He, like, sings way down here. It's crazy how good it is. Um, his, the song... Um, Hey, little songbird. Is that what it is? Oh, goodness, Jarrett. You're so bad. I'm so Hey, little songbird. Yeah, that's the name of it. Cool. Um, is a duet with him and Eva Nobelzada, who plays Eurydice. And her voice is <laughs> incomparable. She has such an amazing belt, such an amazing switch into her head voice. And she just controls her voice so well. Um, all I got, I, 
<laughs> talked about a couple people in that soundtrack, but I just got to say everyone in that soundtrack is phenomenal. The Fates, Persephone, Hermes, Orpheus, Hades, Eurydice, all of them, amazing vocalists, and I am just so impressed, and I want to see that show so bad. So if you want to sponsor me to go see uh, go to New York and go see Hades Town, you know, I'll take you with me. So let's do it. Um, but go check out the Hades um, the Hades Town um, soundtrack. Um, it is so amazing and you're gonna love it. So with that, that kind of wraps up everything that I've kind of listened to and experienced over the past um, couple days and couple weeks. So we're going to wrap this baby up. Um, I'm so happy that you stayed through and listened to this podcast. Um, once again, I love, love, love the support that I've gotten on this. I hope that you take my word with a grain of salt and that you go and experience these things, um, and listen to them with your own time and that you, um, fall in love or don't fall in love with these things. Um, but most importantly, I want you to tell me your thoughts on them. So feel free to message me. Feel free to send me a Snapchat um, to comment on one of my posts and say, hey, I just listened to this. I love it. Or, hey, listen to this. I disagree with you on this. I want to have civil discourse. I want to hear your thoughts. So please send them to me. So, yeah. Um, that's kind of it for today's podcast. As always, you can find me on all social media platforms at Jarrett R. Crothers, um, except for Snapchat. You can find me at Cupid J, I think is how you say it. <laughs> Someone said it and I was like, that might be it. But it's C-O-O-P-I-D-J. Um, I made it in seventh grade. Please don't judge me. Um, feel free to hit me up with any questions, ideas for podcasts, any business inquiries, or if you just need to talk. You know me. I love, 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 love talking. So please talk to me. Um, once again, thank you so much for listening. I'll be dropping another podcast soon, but I hope that you enjoyed. Hashtag call me a critic. Um, as always, I love, love, love you. I will see you next time. And remember to love others, stay you, and live your best life. Bye.